Grab your fork and grab your knife Morning, afternoon and night Mama's recipe and mine We're about to have a good time Hey sis, eat this Hey sis, eat this Woohoo! Hey, sis. Hey, sis. Whitney, this is our first episode of Hey, Sis, Eat This. I know. It's so exciting. Well, thank you for tuning in, and hopefully you have listened to our trailer. But if you haven't, Hey, Sis, Eat This is a celebration of food, entertaining, and funny family tales. It's inspired by our mom, a.k.a. Mama Ashley, who's a caterer, and she happens to know a thing or two about eating, drinking, and telling stories. Courtney, I think we should tell our audience a little bit about us since they're going to be hearing from us often. Yes. Well, we both grew up in Dallas. Yes. And Courtney, you're my older sister by six years. I am. And I just grew up being completely obsessed with you. And I wanted to hang out with you all the time. Aww. I wanted to be with you and your friends. Aww. That's sweet. I'm sorry I didn't let you hang out with us all that much. I know you kind of didn't, but there was a time when you said, hey, come with me and my friend and let's go moon oh. some cars in the front yard. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. And I thought, oh my God, she's letting me hang out with her. I'm going to go do it. And I pulled down my pants and nobody else did. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is mean. And I want to say I'm sorry. That is so mean that I would suggest that we go outside and moon cars. And where was mom? Who knows? I mean. But, you know, I don't hold it against you. Okay. I think it's funny and it's made for a great story. I even told it at your wedding. I think as far as siblings go, it's hard to get a lot closer than than we are. And I'm completely obsessed with you. To this day, I mean, you said you were obsessed with me growing up. I'm obsessed with you now. Like, I love you so much. The tables have turned. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like Whitney said, she's six years younger than me. But really, she's always been more mature than me. And has kind of taken care of me. There was a time when I was home from college break. I don't know why, but I decided I'd watch Mommy Dearest by myself one night. <laughs> And I ended up having night terrors about the wire hangers. And I started screaming bloody murder in the middle of the night. And Whitney comes running in from across the hall to my rescue. And Courtney, Courtney, you're having a bad dream. And I'm like, can you sleep with me? And at this point, she's in high school. And she's like, no. You know, she probably had her boyfriend in the other room. I don't know uh, what was happening. Are no, you? In I did sleep with you. Yeah, I know you did. And then I think you woke up and you're like, what the hell are you doing in my room? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you've always been comforting me, to me, and you're still comforting to me. So, oh, I love you're that. just the best. You're everything. I couldn't agree more about you. But our parents are just hysterical. I have to mention that. Absolutely. Mama Ashley, Margaret, and Glenn, our dad. They really are the funniest. They're just fun people. And when we were growing up, they were always entertaining. There were always people over at the house. They were barbecuing and cooking and just drinking, drinking and having parties. While our parents didn't necessarily have the best marriage. They didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that entertaining and the friends and the food were so formative in our years growing up. And those memories are really what we look back on and. And Maybe the entertaining and the fun and the partying kind of masked what was really <laughs> going 
going on with them, which we'll get into later. Well, that's probably true. And and thankfully, we look back on it with so much love and it was just fun. Back to our relationship, though, we really didn't become close until I was dating this guy who, you know, he was asking me, I was telling him about my sister and he's like, are you close? And I was like, not really. She's so much younger than me. And he said, what? You're not Courtney, like you have to be close to your sister. She's your sister. And I paused and thought, you know, you're right. And and that's when I really started reaching out more and you started to come to visit me in LA. And that's when our mature adult relationship started happening is when you were in college and we started creating all these really fun memories. Yeah, I was at Arizona State. So it was very close for me to just go and visit all the time. Then you started bringing all your friends and your boyfriends to our house. And it was really fun. Because we were older, there wasn't... Well, we were at an age where we could both drink together. That's probably really what connected us. (laughs) (laughs) The dirty martinis started then. I think they did. And, you know... It didn't stop because you convinced me to move to L.A. after I graduated and not to and not go back to Dallas. That was the genesis of our party throwing and cooking together, which inspired all of this and what we still love to do together today. It's our favorite thing to do together. I mean, how many girls nights did we throw, Courtney? Oh, my God. Cheese plate central. Definitely. And then. We had New Year's parties. We had Easter parties. We had Passover. And like epic ones. Like we lived in a two bedroom, tiny apartment in LA and we would spend days cooking these elaborate spread for parties. And then we'd have like 70 people crammed into a party. Yes. And no one could believe this, this food we were making. And it was really gourmet for the time and for our age. During that time when we were doing all this cooking, we would joke because... We would always mess something up Mm -hmm. and we'd probably be drinking martinis and maybe we forget a cup of sugar or Mm -hmm. put in too much spices and we'd be like, oh shit, how many of those did you put in? I don't know. I wasn't counting. And then we'd be like, cooking with the Ashley sisters. During this time in LA, when Whitney and I were living together, uh, our parents actually got divorced, which wasn't necessarily a shocker. I don't think it really was, but. It was kind of a shocker when dad came out of the closet. Yes. Well, I mean, was it? Uh, yes and no, but <laughs> but that did happen. It did. And thankfully, he had moved to L.A. and he came out and we were just there for him. You know, there there was never a question right. of our support and our love. For either one of them. Absolutely. Their divorce made us closer to both of our parents. Well, it made us closer to to each other. I mean, I think I slept in your bed with you for like a year after that. We would just not really cry ourselves to sleep, but (laughs) need to unpack it and talk. And I'd just fall asleep in there. And we would just, I think that was, that was a very intense time, but we really became super close during that time. Yeah. We totally relied on each other to get through that. And I'm so thankful that we did have that together and that we were in L.A. together. I look back on that time and I think as hard as it was for us, because our parents were splitting up, it ended up being the best thing in the world for all of us. So our mom found herself at 55 with no career and her talent was cooking. And that's the only thing she felt comfortable 
doing. Like she knew she was a good cook. She knew she could entertain. So she just said, screw it and started a catering company at 55 years old. And it started out, she'd cook her brownies for her friends and sell them. Yep. And that evolved to larger events. And eventually she was employed by several different churches where she catered for the church. But then the problem is I'd come to town and you'd come to town and she'd put us to work cooking for these massive events. She's like, well, I need extra hands on deck. So y'all can y'all come down here and cut sandwiches or can y'all come down here and make this? And we, we did. There was that Christmas where everybody got the stomach flu. You oh. brought the stomach flu home and mom was catering a luncheon for about 50 people. Oh shit, I remember that. And she calls me. I had flown in, but I knew y'all were all sick. So I was staying somewhere else. And she She's like, you're going to have to go down there and cook this. And I'm like, uh, uh, okay. (laughs) I've never cooked for that many people, but okay. And so I'm literally down there cooking all of this, prepping it, putting it together for people who are coming to pick it up. And I just had to do it. Yeah, you rolled with it. I mean, but that just makes you a better cook today. That's why we can throw these big parties. No problem. Right. But, you know, she gave me the confidence. She's like, you got this. Go do it. Flash forward to present day, our parents are remarried to two wonderful men. We have lots of dads in our family. We do. All three of them did the relay race of walking me down the aisle. And Whitney lives in Dallas now. I do. I live three doors down from Mama Ashley. (laughs) I tell people that I live three houses down from my mom, and they're all like, oh, how is that? (laughs) And it's actually amazing because we both share this love of cooking. She also... Being a caterer has everything on deck, so I can go down there and get anything I need. That is clutch. And she's got it all, and it's great. But the funny thing is, is whenever I leave her house, she literally calls me two minutes later and is like, you know what? I forgot to tell you something. And I'm like, just text me. Just text it. When I'm not podcasting with you, then I'm doing public relations for mostly lifestyle brands. Mm. We hope you're going to help us out with this. I'll try. Courtney lives in L.A. still with her hubs and two beautiful girls that are my nieces. My girls, Reagan and Vivi. They're 9 and 11. And I also, when I'm not podcasting, run a company that I co-founded with my husband called Five Little Monkeys, which is a mattress line designed specifically for children. So they, my, my girls inspired us to start this business. Thing that really bonds us, Court, is that our love language is food and entertaining. Totally. And we really get that from mom. Yep. That's hers. She's passed it down to us. And it just makes us so happy. Right. We might not remember your birthday, but we will have you over and serve an incredible meal. You and I are both always the hosts. Always. We're always having these elaborate parties with these incredible menus and and setting the tables and doing the flowers. And we do just love it so much. We do throw a lot of parties, but it's like we never, I mean, I never get invited to anybody else's house. That's the weird part. (laughs) I never get invited. I know. What is that? I think because the art of the dinner party is gone in our society and you and I are trying to keep it alive and we do, but it's, it's also like we love, we love to do it. So it's not, it's not like we're put out, but you know, it might be nice if any of my friends are listening to maybe like reciprocate sometime and invite me to a dinner party. (laughs) I want to think that it's because we are intimidating. 
Yes. Like oh, for sure. We are so intimidating. Spreads, our meals, <laughs> our decor is so intimidating that everybody feels like, oh, we couldn't possibly have the Ashleys over. No, oh, I'm sure you're right. I hope you're right. I'm just going to keep telling myself that and not that they don't want to hang out with me anymore. I know. <laughs> I think it's pretty apparent that cooking is both of our happy places. Yes. I mean, there's no question about that. And 70% of our daily conversations are about what we've cooked, who we've entertained, what we served at the party. Right. And we're always calling each other, asking questions like, oh, I'm using the sous vide tonight. How many minutes do you do this? And I think that we've become this incredible support for one another in our cooking adventures. If 70% of our convos are about what we've cooked, mm -hmm. then I think the other 30% are about our mom and what a nut she is. <laughs> <laughs> she is the best. The best. And if I were going to describe her as a nut, <laughs> I would say it would have to be her legendary spicy pecans. Her spicy pecans? Oh, you do not say pecan. That is from the north. You say oh. pecan. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry. We'll put that up on the website so y'all can get those because they are quite delicious. Yeah, it's a nice little appy. Court, I'm going to tell the listeners how this podcast even came about. Yes, I think we should. Like we said, Courtney and I are constantly talking about recipes on the phone. And my husband would walk in the room and hear us talking about what we cooked, what we messed up, and also talking about mom and her accent, as we always do when we talk about mama. We have entire conversations in mom's accent. Oh, yeah. And Lance said, okay, y'all need to start a podcast. I thought that was a joke. <laughs> I didn't. I knew it was a great idea. Well, here we are. <laughs> and also, it just gave us something to collaborate on because we've always wanted to do something together. I think what's cool is that this idea evolved from us talking about cooking and entertaining and funny stories about our mom to wanting to hear other people's hilarious stories about their moms. And so we started hearing all these stories and realized that, oh, my God, like these stories need to be told. The sweet and endearing part of Hey Sis is when guests get to come on, share stories about their moms, accomplishments, sacrifices, the joy, the laughter that these mamas brought to their lives. The really fun part of the podcast is when our guests talk about how their mom handled topics like the sex talk or getting into trouble or even like bad haircuts. The list is endless and it's such a fun little journey. Another theme, shall we say, that our listeners are going to hear a lot about in Hey Sis, Eat This is our love of dirty martinis. Oh, yeah. Now, we have perfected the dirty martini, but it's also like our dirty martini, the recipes on our website. But, you know, it's it's important that it's shaken hard. There's no vermouth. We like these blue cheese olives and dirt on the side. It needs to be painfully cold. Like I want it to freeze my esophagus. Friends are always giving me blue cheese olives as gifts, though, which is funny because if there's a Armageddon, I'm going to be living off of blue cheese olives for the rest of my life. Not a bad thing. And vodka. <laughs> yeah. Especially vodka. I think we've said it all about us. We've said it all. And now is the time to introduce our amazing mom. Mama Ashley is our first guest on Hey Sis, Eat This. Because 
you're going to be hearing a lot about and a lot from Mama Ashley. She's going to be a reoccurring guest on this. And when you hear us talking like this, you'll know it's Mama Ashley we're talking about. But maybe even if we talk in our accent, they won't be able to distinguish if it's Mama or us. Wouldn't that be great? (laughs) It's no surprise that our very first guest on Hasis Eat This would be the one and only Mama Ashley. Hi, girls. Welcome, Mom. Good to be here. You look so cute sitting there in your little pink sweatshirt. I have my pasta queen sweatshirt that y'all gave me for Christmas. And I do love it because I do love the pasta queen. Because you're just gorgeous. I am just gorgeous. She's just gorgeous. And her cookbook is gorgeous. We just want to tell you, mom, that you are the inspiration to this podcast, but you are just such an inspiring person to Whitney and I. And it's incredible to look at all the things that you've accomplished and all the wonderful things you've done in your life. And I've said this to you before, but launching a business, a catering company at 55 years old after being a stay-at-home mom for most of your life is just, it's incredible. It's astounding. And I'm, I'm proud of you. And I think you're an incredible person. And I don't think sometimes you give yourself the credit that you deserve for all of the hardships you've gone through and what you've accomplished in your life. When you pick yourself up by the bootstraps and keep going and you find something you want to do, then you go for it. Kind of like what we're doing. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, and that's what leads us to this. I think that there's just so many stories to tell and we're so excited to go on this journey and have you alongside with us as we, as we do it. Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, the thing about it is being a parent is the hardest thing in the world, but the most rewarding thing in the world, because when the kids get to be y'all's age, then they come back and thank you. (laughs) When you really realize what's out there in the world, you go, gosh, thanks. You really worked hard. (laughs) Most importantly, they make you dirty martinis. Oh, thank God. Mama, what did you think when we first told you that we were going to start this podcast and that you were the inspiration behind it all? Made me very proud and quite humble that you would think I was that big of an inspiration because I don't think of myself that way. So I was very, very excited and I want to be as big a part of it as y'all want me to be. We know. You want to be the big star. I do want to be the the breakout star. star. I've always wanted to be the big star. This is my moment. (laughs) (laughs) it is i from your mouth to god's ears i hope this is that's right but since i am the star Mm -hmm. it really is my moment as you know whitney and i are doing this podcast to celebrate moms and shed a light on their greatness and your mom martha may who sadly passed away when i was only four or five and whitney was not even born yet We didn't really get a chance to know her, but I I want you to share some of the things about her that made her so wonderful. Growing up, my mom was the CEO of the family. (laughs) She ran the house. She ran everybody, but she was also a teacher. What Um, did she teach? She taught Spanish. She was always teaching. You know, she would teach little neighbor kids about flowers. You know, she was a big gardener. We had a huge garden, vegetable garden. She had a huge greenhouse. And 
we called her Hercules because she was always out there, you know, doing stuff. I always knew I was loved. I will say that. I always knew I was loved. I didn't. And we'd go on these great <laughs> vacations. <laughs> what? Whitney said she didn't. She has said. <laughs> you didn't know that? I'm kidding, Mom. I'm oh. kidding. You just ruined a nice moment, Whitney. Yeah. I was trying to get in a laugh. Well, it's not funny. When we were teenagers, she embarrassed us to death because she would talk to anybody on the street, kind of like I do now. I was, was going to say, say that, this sounds very <laughs> familiar. <laughs> I just remember this one time we'd go to some concert or something. We were all in the car waiting to go. And she's standing on the sidewalk talking to all these people. Anybody that passed by, she'd start talking to them. And we were like, God, just get in the car and, you know, and shut up. But Mom, you say that, but it's like anytime when we were growing up going to church, it's like we could not get out of there fast enough. Oh. And it was like, stop and chat central. Well, you know yeah. what? The, <laughs> the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> Serious. You know, I come by it naturally. What's funny too is my husband, Lance, he will tap me on the back three times if I'm talking too much. <laughs> And if I need to like wrap up the conversation, <laughs> oh my God, it's like our code. That's so sweet. My husband just starts to grit his teeth. I can see it in his jaw, but it's not like a nice, like, hey, honey, it's more like, oh my God, oh my God, she's so embarrassing. Yeah. As we know, my husband just leaves. Goes right. Home. He, he, oh, yeah. he pulls a Dwight. He pulls a Dwight and goes home. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't, he can't take it. Whatever. We're chatty women and we find other humans interesting. So sue us. And they find us interesting, I have to say. I think so, too. You know, all my friends find me very interesting. You called your mom Hercules, and we call you the prairie woman. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And the reason we call you that is because you just do it. During your catering years, I'd come into town, Courtney would come into town, we'd come help you out, and I'd go down there and help you for hours, and I'd come home, and my back was broken. It was such hard work and you did that day in and day out and you got yourself up the next day and did it the whole thing again. And it was very admirable, mom. We couldn't figure out how she did it. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. I loved it. I love to stand there all day and cook. It doesn't bother me. There is a recent time where we actually got called to come help you. Mama had been out walking miles and she fell and she's like, I think my wrist is broken out or no, you didn't even think your wrist was broken. I I think it's right. I'm like, mom, it's fucking broken. Like it's not looking good. And so (laughs) she had to cater a lunch for her book club, which is a whole other story. Yeah. That's on the hobbies episode. Yeah. That's in the hobbies episode. And it's 25 people. And she has to do individual sandwiches and soups. They're box lunches. Yeah. Box lunches. And so She's like, can you just come over here and help me with one little thing? And I get over there and this woman's like trying to cook with like one hand and like open up shit and she can't do it. Oh, mom. And I'm like, mom, okay, no, I'm coming to help you. Lance and I will be at your house at eight o'clock tomorrow morning. And she's like, no, y'all, no, I'm not, I can't ask y'all to do that. Uh-uh. And I'm like, mom, we are here. This is why we live three houses down. Mm-hmm. We can come and help you. We don't have kids. We don't have anything to do. We will be there at eight o'clock in the morning. And we came Mm. over and we made sandwiches and boxed everything up. It was kind of fun. And 
you know, <laughs> and we're pouring soup and doing the whole thing. And, and she goes to her book club and tells everybody, well, you know, the kids came over and helped me this morning and Lance, he just made all these sandwiches. I'm like, I get no credit ever. <laughs> and Lance gets all the credit and I'm like, all right, cool. You know, who was there also with her helping me, but no, <laughs> uh, we'll give it to Lance. Whitney, here's the deal. Men don't typically do that. You know, right. girls do. And I give you credit all the time for stuff. Don't kid yourself. <laughs> but I was just so impressed that Lance came over at eight o'clock in the morning. Did you see my husband out there trying to help? <laughs> Hell no. He's probably in bed. So few men would do that. Right. So he gets a kudo that day. So when we did have family dinners, when we were able to make time for that, is there a dish that you love to make for us? You know, I don't remember one thing. I was always trying new things. I really loved your corned beef and cabbage. Oh, yeah, that's always good. Mm. That was really good. I remember that. My favorite meal that you made was, this is a real throwback, Oprah Winfrey's chef came out with a cookbook. Oh, yeah. Rosie. 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 It, yes, Rosie. And there was a lemon pasta in there oh. that mom would make, and it was my favorite. Mm. And which is really funny now because that is my go-to go to. dinner yeah. meal. Like my friends ask for it whenever they come to town. Mom, do you remember if there was a kitchen conundrum when we were growing up? Well, of course it has to be the pumpkin pie. <laughs> but I didn't put the sugar in because <laughs> I was talking on the phone, wasn't paying attention. And thank God, Courtney got the first piece and we were at, at Karen's house. She went, Mother, did you not put the sugar in here? And it just flashed back in my head. No, I didn't. <laughs> I, all of a sudden, it was like, like your life flashed in front of you. I can remember every step I did. And I went, nope, I didn't. Oh, my God. So we threw that one out. Mom, you know that we are going to be having our sibling friends on the podcast moving forward, and we're going to talk with them about funny family tales that they've had that are around specific topics, such as learning to drive or their parents driving or discipline, alcohol, drinking. We wanted to talk to you a little bit about some funny stories of us growing up. We need um we need a little trip down memory lane, I think. Okay, we'll start with you, Courtney. Okay. Uh at 16 you got your license. Mm -hmm. Within the year, I believe you had about eight wrecks. <laughs> and then went off to college and flipped your car across six lanes of the Santa Monica freeway. Yes, I did. And did not even hit another car. Because I have a guardian angel. Yes, you have an angel. Or she was just a really good wrecker. <laughs> yeah. uh, there, there was something there. I don't know, but it was it was crazy. Now we'll move to Whitney. She ran into her own father. <laughs> what? <laughs> or backed into it, one or the other. It was Christmas or Thanksgiving, and we were leaving someone's house. And Daddy had pulled out kind of into the intersection to look to see if he could go. And I pulled out, but I was looking on the left side and he didn't go. And so I ran into him. 
Well, you probably had a cigarette hanging out of your mouth. So you probably weren't <laughs> looking. You're probably lighting a cigarette. Probably was or changing well, the CD. I said about you flipping your car. You were probably fixing your hair in the rear view, smoking a cigarette and looking at some boy around you and lost control of your car. <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> well, my stupid time was when I um, was getting an ATM and the um, receipt went flying away and I did not realize I thought it had all my information on it. It was like when ATMs first started. I didn't realize they didn't have my information. Oh my God, I've got to get the gotta get that receipt. Everybody else see my stuff. And so I jump out of the car. The car is still in, I don't know, driver reverse or something like I think it's in reverse. And it's it was the red our big red suburban and it backs up, hits the pole and bends the door. The door <laughs> The door was open and it bent the door completely back. And I jumped in. At least it stopped the car. Not a run over me. <laughs> I jumped back in the car and went forward, but I couldn't shut the door because it was completely. <laughs> but I can still drive the car. So I drove home with, <laughs> with what? The door open. <laughs> Was it completely bent back the other no. way? Yeah, it was bent, bent yeah. forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the whole side of the car was open then while you were driving. Well, just my, just the driver's side. <laughs> right, but still, you're, like, driving in the door. I tried to hold it closed, but it wouldn't close any more than that. But, yeah, it was open. Oh Why didn't you just call Dad to come pick you up or something? I don't know. He was home that day, and I don't know why. Because it, <laughs> it, it, it was it was during the week, and I don't know why he. But he was home. Well, maybe he wasn't home. I don't remember. But anyway, I drove home. I mean, I could I could drive the car. It wasn't a big deal. It's just the door was open. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever find that piece of paper with your bank statement on there? Of course, I did. <laughs> Yeah, I found it. She's not going to lose her door and her bank information. Yeah. In, my, in my receipt. That's right. It's Amazing. Only, only for your dad to tell me that none of my information is on there. <laughs> <laughs> Live and learn. Do you have any fond memories of spanking or grounding us? Well, Whitney, I as a teenager, and I know she knows what I'm going to say. Which one? On house arrest at the end of the summer because she didn't do her summer reading all summer. So she had to read about five books in two weeks. So she couldn't go anywhere. So like every summer I would get on house arrest and mom, I would call her the warrant. And I like people would be like, come on, come out tonight. And I'm like, I can't. The warrant like got me on house arrest this weekend. <laughs> Wait, the warrant or warden? Warden. Not the warrant. The warrant is when they the warrant is the right. is the piece right. of paper Let they me need try to arrest that one you. over again. <laughs> see, you needed to read because you don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't even know the warrant. So you need to read another story. Another Maybe book. if you read the book, you'd know the difference between warrant and warden. Apparently, apparently, I would have. But yes, I don't know. Courtney didn't get in as much trouble as you did, Whitney. Oh, I remember one. Uh, what about when the boys snuck over the fence, Mama? Oh, yeah, that one. But you weren't grounded from it, were you? Yes, oh, yeah. she was. 
I was, oh, was. I, w- I got that phone ripped out of my room. I you got... couldn't go to the Depeche Mode concert. Exactly. And <laughs> I was telling somebody the other day about that one, how y'all were, we're going to spend the night outside and camp. Oh, yeah, right. I knew the boys were going to be there. Mom, you knew it was going to happen. So what'd you do? Oh, well, I had installed, as I tried to install every possible thing in that house to keep y'all in instead of crawling out, I had a light put in the hall or by my my bed or something. And so I got up about 3.30 in the morning. I thought, I better go look and see what's happening out there. Oh, yeah, they were all out there. So I just flipped on that light, which lit up the whole backyard like, like the sun. <laughs> and those boys jumped over that fence, that eight-foot fence so fast and make your head <laughs> and and the, the scary part was that y'all never even came out and spoke to me. It's just that it was like I had to wait in silence till the next day Ooh, when yeah. dad walked in and grabbed my phone. Mom, one of the things that we do with our guests on this podcast is we do rapid fire questions. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh We usually ask the guests something about their moms, but since you're our mom and we're the ones that are hosting the podcast, we're going to reverse it here a little bit. Can you please give us one word to describe Whitney? Funny. Oh, thank you, mama. What's one word to describe Courtney? Creative. Hmm, I'll take it. You're both creative, but yeah, she's the first she creative. Yeah. Who's your favorite? Oh, <laughs> how dare you ask me that? I will not answer that. That means there is one. Neither one of y'all are my favorite. I like each of you for your own attributes. Yeah. The best answer is neither one of you are my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a matter of favorite, but you each have gifts that are different from the other. So we each bring something to your life. That's right. Different. And so it's not one's better than the other. Who makes you laugh the most? I'd have to say Whitney. (laughs) I would have to say Whitney too. Oh, thanks. Who pisses you off the most? You. (laughs) For the audience. Whitney. Whitney, which we already knew the answer to that. (laughs) Yeah, we did know the answer to that because I'm a sweet angel. That's That's right. What's your favorite cocktail? Cocktail? Margarita. You have to ask. Mom, this is... So special and so fun to take this journey with you and talk with you about all these fun stories. So thank you for being here today. And we just can't wait to have you back on to tell more stories. Well, I know. And you better because I'm looking forward to it. I might have to go home and think of some more funny stuff. You should get on it. We're going to need some more content for next week. Well, I mean, if you want to be a star too, you know, you say you want to be on this podcast all the time, you're going to need to bring some content. True. Well, I have brought content tonight. You did. You did great. You did. You brought it. I've got a lot of content. You just have to ask the questions. (laughs) (laughs) And some of it we might not be able to put on the air. I don't know. No, we got an explicit rating just for that very reason. You can say whatever the fuck you want. (laughs) (laughs) See, Uh, she can piss me off faster than anybody. Courtney, you are an angel. (laughs) I know I am. I know. Mama, we love you so much. Thank you you so much for coming on and being our first guest on Hey Sis, Eat This. Well, I love you girls more than anything. Mom, love you. Love your show. I love you too. Call me. I haven't talked to you in a week. (laughs) Okay. (laughs)
<laughs> I was out of town. I'll call you tomorrow. Hey, sis. I love you. I love your show. Hey, sis. I love you. I love your show. Grab your fork and grab your knife. Morning, afternoon, and night. Mama's recipe and mine. We're about to have a good time. Hey, sis. Eat this. Hey, sis. Eat this.